You are listening to Late Arrivals, the Anaheim Ducks podcast on the Inside the Rink Network of Podcasts. Now, here are your hosts. It's perfect time. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, hello and welcome, everybody, to episode 42 of Late Arrivals. Uh, if you've been in the Twitch stream chat, uh, we've been mentioning balls a lot, but for good reason. Lap nose balls. Lap nose balls. <laughs> but uh, how are we how are we doing on this fine Wednesday? We're doing, uh, we're feeling good. I mean, I, I was literally just talking to my friends. I literally do not know how it's May 3rd already. Like, I, yeah. I literally feel like it was just Christmas. So, like, I, that's just, it's been kind of a whirlwind. But, yeah, we're feeling good. I made some, uh, I made some Chipotle chicken tacos tonight and uh, had some fruit. Ooh. And, uh, yeah, nice, uh, nice little health day. We're feeling good. We're feeling good. I'm currently having the dinner of champions before we make our pizza. I'm drinking a Modelo and eating Oreos. So, you know, there we go. There we Beer go. and Oreos. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I have the perfect diet. No one, <laughs> no one can tell me otherwise. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well, we have five, what, five days left until uh, we, we, fit, we, de- we, finally have our fate decided yeah by lottery we balls. are uh we are lucas pisa days away from knowing where these uh where the aforementioned balls will fall will they fall I, our, <laughs> will they fall in second will they fall in third we don't know i like how you had to remind me on twitter today that we had lucas pisa italian Pre- stout how did you forget he's a duck's Pre- legend I appreciate that shout out luca remember, remember we used to remember he used to shout get out blamed. luca remember he just used to get shout blamed out luca. Yes, Spiza was the guy that was blamed for the everything. Blame Spiza. Yeah, <laughs> he could not even it, be in the game. I guess just... it is technically less than five now because the, I mean, by eight p.m. on on Monday, the lottery will be way over by then. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it's exciting. I'm scared. Feeling good? Yeah, I'm scared. I know we were talking. I know the last time I was on, we were talking about you know I was kind of giving the whole speech about you know going into it expecting to fall which i still think everybody should just go into it expecting to not win the lottery yeah but uh i will say the closer it gets and just knowing the prize that connor bedard is it's a little easier said than done but you know still Mm -hmm. trying to you know hopefully get uh still trying to hopefully temper those expectations and hey you know hopefully things go our way if not we're still getting a great player at two and three so i know we'll dive deeper a little bit more into it uh, in the episode. I know we have a couple lottery related questions. So, some friends in the chat. What's up, Disher? Appa? Jake? What's up, Savannah? Well, besides the uh, the draft, slowly, well, I shouldn't even say slowly. It feels like the season ended and then now all of a sudden we're here. Um, but we do have some things that have taken place in the last. Uh, what week and a half since we we recorded no it was we recorded last week mm-hmm. here we i did. am not remembering <laughs> we were alive last tuesday but we have some names that have uh started to pop up in regards to the vacant ducks heads head coach job um elliot friedman has been saying mark savard makes a lot of sense uh he currently is coaching the windsor spitfires if i'm remembering right um, and then Dauber Hockey on uh, Twitter. He's a PHWPA or is it PWHPA? 
he's a right he's a writer that's associated with them has his own site and everything and yeah he's he's mentioned joe sacco who's the assistant coach for the bruins at the moment that'd be interesting maybe not much longer after the playoffs but you know that's (laughs) something we'll touch on later Mm -hmm. uh nothing outside of that really you know yeah i mean you know it's an it's important to note that um you know when friedman mentioned mark savard it wasn't necessarily him saying that he had actually heard that or that the ducks were interested it was more him just kind of doing his thing where you know he wonders if that's a fit or he thinks it would make sense to him so um it'll be interesting to watch but yeah you know mark savard you know a, a, he would be another new nhl coach who's getting his first nhl job you know so definitely not definitely not a retread um you know i know he's been coaching in uh in the ohl with the windsor spitfires for the last two or three years and i think he's done a pretty decent job there um some pretty decent reviews of him there so you know definitely definitely interesting to see there you know a guy who is at least somewhat played in the nhl relatively recently um yeah you know he kind of had that paul korea arc where you know his career got unfortunately cut pretty short due to uh due to concussions so it'd be it'd be a nice story to see him come back as a um as an nhl coach so you know maybe maybe something to watch there like we said, it could just be Elliot Friedman listing off names that, you know, he thinks could make sense, and it could just mean nothing. So, yeah, just, um, maybe it's the day of the week. He just feels I'm like not, throwing out some names. I wouldn't take too much stock in it because it was at like the tail end of the 32 thoughts from yeah. uh, Friday. It was like quite literally at the end of the episode. Um, but hey, it, yeah, he had some leads on McIlvain and that information was true you know we wound up hiring him so Mm. i trust that friedman has a decent beat on kind of names he's hearing but i don't know it's still relatively early in our off season like the season's not officially done so we probably Mm -hmm. won't hear anything for for a minute here but i think i think i think after the season i think after the um uh, the playoffs do and or I mean, I mean, hey, honestly, it could even be before, depending on who exactly are are you know the kind of finalist names. I I do think it's going to start moving pretty quickly after the lottery. I think we'll start hearing names pretty soon. Um, and if we don't have a coach by the time you know, by the time the cup is awarded, I think you know, I mean, by then the draft will be three and a half weeks away, and I would put all my money on. I I would not bet on us not having a coach. Um, by the time we walk up to pick on June 28th. So mm-hmm. uh, anticipate things to move quickly. If by the cup final, we don't have a coach named yet after, after that final round is over. Well, and I- we have to remember Ver- Verbeek and his availability after he fired Aiken said that he wants someone in place at least before the draft. Mm-hmm. Yep, he so did there is that All window between too. now and June 28th, essentially. So yeah. Which seems like a far, which seems like a long way away, just a little, just a little under two months. But with the playoffs going on to distract us, and all the lottery talk that's going to happen between now and Monday, all the pre-draft talk that's going to happen after Monday when we finally know the order, it'll um, it'll start creeping up on us pretty soon. So it'll be a, it'll be fun to finally get some concrete names out and do a little speculation for sure. Yeah. Well, I had mentioned this in the chat earlier, and uh, sounds like we're going to make a little bit of a, a thing with it with. Uh, Patrick going forward. Uh, but I had some thoughts listening to uh, I was actually watching the hockey guys latest video about the Bruins and their mm. epic collapse in the playoffs. <laughs> and he was kind of going through all the names of players that they're potentially going to be losing in the offseason, whether it's, you know, to age, 
guys that are UFAs and are going to chase money elsewhere. Um, you know, those guys that were kind of pure rentals for them this season. And they're losing a lot of centers. You know, Patrice Bergeron presumably is going to retire because of his back. Uh, yeah. Krejci, you know, probably going to follow suit because he really only came out of retirement just to play with Bergeron one last time. Um, they're losing Nick Felino probably, which I mean, that seems like a net positive at this point in his career, but, uh, you know, um, the thing that I kind of was thinking about was a team that's losing a lot of centers. Oh boy. We're kind of stacked on centers at the moment. Do we see the Henrik to Boston rumors finally come to fruition? Hmm. Personally, thinking, I could see it, yeah. but at I've, the same time, I'm kind of in the boat of, do I want it to happen? We always trade with Boston. We always trade with Pittsburgh. What more can we take from them? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't think at this point, trading Henrik's going to command as much value as, say, a couple seasons ago, but something to think about. I just, I feel, I just kind of get this inkling that, if Henrik is traded, it's going to be a next deadline type thing. I'm just, I'm just not okay. sure if it happens during the off season. I think if he is to be traded, I would prefer he get traded this off season because I think obviously, you know, he will have a little bit more term on his deal this <laughs> this off season compared to next uh, um, compared to next trade deadline when he'd be a pending unrestricted free agent. But um, yeah, I just, I just don't know. I feel like at some point, you know, you have to keep. You got to keep some of your veterans at some point, but I mean, hey, I, I, I would not, I would not be too upset if Pac got an offer that he that he couldn't refuse for Adam Henrique from a, uh, um, you know, from a team that's looking to add some real solid depth for, in hopes of being a contender for next year. So, yeah, the Adam Henrique trade front as well as the, I mean, the inevitable John Gibson talk that we're one hundred percent going to get in this offseason. It'll be it'll be something, it'll be really something interesting to watch. Maybe the Ducks will. Uh dance with the devils a little bit you know oh, oh, oh. henry goes send back. Him back home i i i tweeted this out just to see if i can get any reactions i didn't really get much and i was kind of disappointed but um i said that maybe the devils with with schmid playing as well as he is you know outside of tonight i guess i mean he was he was fine he didn't have any help tonight anyway um maybe it pushes vanacek out of new jersey and maybe you know? Yeah, because I know Akira Schmidt has been a really good, you know, a really good feel-good story, you know, especially after that first-round matchup with the Rangers. But I mean, you know, he 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 is a rookie. He really didn't have any, you know, too much experience going into these playoffs. Um, you know, he did play really good series against the Rangers. He became the guy that they were leaning on. But uh, you know, I mean, as we saw tonight against a much better Carolina team than, or against a team much better than the New York Rangers in the Carolina Hurricanes. <laughs> He didn't even play. He didn't even last half the game. He got yanked in the second. So, um, yeah, I still think the Devils, regardless of regardless of how far they go in the playoffs. I mean, I'm not in, entirely sure if they're 100 percent content with Vanishek and Schmid going forward for next year. So if there is a interesting goaltender with New Jersey, I know we've talked about this a little bit, but, um, you know, I think there could be something there. Maybe not, you know, maybe not uh, at the beginning of the season, but maybe after the trade deadline, we have Dostal and uh, Vanacek. I'm going to put that out there. That's my thing. Up? That's mine. I know. I wouldn't be Chris is just I uh, suggesting this from his lap uh, yeah. hut team. 
Oh, God. <laughs> well, I mean, on the topic of bringing people back home, I mean, the elephant in the room that I think all of us have been clamoring for on Twitter is now with the lightning out. Is it time to bring Corey Perry back? Yes. Please do it. Please. It's high time. This is Lou's moment right here. This is what he's been wanting to talk about. <laughs> yep. So I have an article in the works, and this is one of the topics I have on there. Um, because I'm writing this thing purely from the perspective of nothing in the universe can go wrong. Anything, everything is sunshine and rainbows. Um, As life always is, right? You know, you know um, but I, I kind of feel like it would be the perfect thing for the 30th if this is going to be his last year. And I've said this many times. If it's going to be his last season and you're already planning on putting 15 in the rafters, have him be the captain to do it. Mm-hmm. And then after the season, name another captain when he retires. Did I not tweet out this fan fiction back in November on Twitter? I tweeted out this exact thing. I'm all for it. I'm I now do I actually think it's gonna happen? Probably not. I know he had mentioned uh um in a recent interview that he does want to still be playing. So I would highly doubt he's gonna hang him up this year. It sounds like he's got another year or two or maybe three left. Um I would if I had no, no, you know, emotional ties to it, I would probably bet on him going to a contender next year. But um, I would, I would very much like that. It would make me. It'd be nice. It would make my little boy heart very happy because Corey Perry was probably my favorite player growing up. Um, mm-hmm. He's probably my mm-hmm. favorite duck. So I would, I would cry and I, I would be very emotional and that would make me happy. <laughs> yeah. So. Even if it's not like next year or something, it is. It'd be nice if it's just whenever he determines that he just wants one more year. So wherever he goes, hopefully it's only like a one-year deal, maybe two. If you know, if it's not Anaheim, and then yeah, when he's no, ready to hang him up, play, just have him play in the bottom six, mentor the young kids. You know, kind of, you know, kind of provide some, you know, provide that presence of somebody that these young kids can kind of look up to in the locker room. Now that Getzloff's gone, you know, for a year, and you know, hey, I mean. I don't see what could go wrong, but I mean, hey, if Corey Perry wants to go chase another cup and sign with a contender, all the power to him. Um, yeah, I just, just don't do it nice. in Tampa. I just I'm think it'd be nice. Of and that actually leads to a good question from Steven. He says, okay, non-Ducks, where would we like to see Perry go if he does choose to sign elsewhere? Um, Stay in Carolina. He could go to the Rangers and be an asshole <laughs> with the other assholes on that team. Right. I don't think anyone anyone would want to root for him in that case. I but. mean, I could I could see him going to Toronto. I feel like that's always rumored. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see him going to Toronto. I mean, you know, from the area. Yeah, that that would play make junior, sense. Played junior in London. He's from Peterborough, so Carolina would be sweet. Oppa Ooh. says Vegas, and then no, Felix no. says Ottawa. Ottawa. Vegas, let's Vegas let's. Would be- Vegas would be disgusting. Ottawa would be fun. If they take a step forward, I think I think that'd be a little fun. Let's keep that'd the Devils thing fun. going. I'll say Devils. <laughs> okay. Chris is just trying to stay on brand here. We're yeah. just manifesting a move with the Devils here. I, I, <laughs> I like it, Chris. Yeah. So it that. could be the most minor thing in the offseason. Yeah, right? It could be an AHL for AHL swap. <laughs> and Chris would be like, see? See? I told see? you. <laughs> I'm clipping that. <laughs> Well, it does kind of bring us into our next topic here. Um, we're going into the offseason with a shit ton of cap space. Um, 
before any contracts are signed, uh, we will have 38.2 million in cap space. Delicious. With, uh, I believe it said seven RFAs to sign. You know, notably Zegris, Drysdale, Terry. Um, lost in all of that, I kind of forgot that Dostal's uh, entry level was done. So he's due oh, a new damn. deal. Um, Comtois also is due one, and there's a couple others I may be forgetting. But uh, this could be another fun offseason of just throwing money at a bunch of people to be warm bodies. Because, mm-hmm. um, frankly, I don't see a ton of – I mean, I, I – I won't be so pessimistic and say I don't think we take the step next year, but there will be a lot of young talent on the roster in one way or another, whether it's homegrown or, you know, the shiny new toy of Connor Bedard. But, mm. you know, there's there's some money to be, to you know, to play with. Um, do you guys have any names out there that you see UFA-wise or – Maybe even a guy to offer sheet or trade for signing rights to that you guys uh, would like to see us go after. If Ottawa can't work it out, I would like to throw a shot at Debrinket. Ooh, yeah, that'd be a good one. They're having some trouble. I mean, you can trade for his rights. We have the, we have the, we absolutely have the capital to do something like that. And I mean, we saw how little he went for in um, in Chicago when his contract wasn't quite up. So, um. I feel like we could we could easily make that work. Are we still on the Pierre-Luc Dubois to Anaheim thing? Uh, I would not touch that with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> no, no, just because we're going to be bringing in another center in the top three of this draft. Yeah. You know, I, just, I just don't know if there's the space there, but um, you know, I, think, I think there's other things we could be doing. It's not like center the need, I would say. Let um, him go be Montreal's problem. No, yeah. I mean, I, I, don't to bring... he, I don't think he's going anywhere. But, <laughs> I don't think he's going anywhere besides Montreal anyway. So I'd hate to bring up two devils. <laughs> well, we're, we're already, but, we're already this far deep. But there so. is Timo Meyer and, uh, and Jesper Bratt. Bratt would be interesting. I, think, just, Meyer, I, I think Meyer, I think Meyer's there. Meyer's there long-term. He's not, he's not going anywhere. Um, and Bratt is two years younger. I think Bratt's just kind of become the darling in the heads of Ducks fans the last year. <laughs> He's just kind of the go-to guy. Yes for Brat. Yes for Brat. Yes for Brat. Yeah. Um, Interesting one for me would be Bertuzzi. Oh. I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. Yeah, that's different. Because instead of trotting Sam Carrick out there to be the tough guy that's off the ice more than he's on it, I'd rather a tough guy that can actually score too. No. Can, um, actually, no. Provide, can actually provide some positive play. <laughs> what about JT Comfer? I mean, does like a bottom six guy, maybe. 28. But the other RFAs uh, would be Axel Anderson, who's technically going to be coming off his entry level. Uh, Ole Eriksson Eck. And, uh, oh, we have a couple in uh, San Diego. Uh, Bo Gruz do a new contract. And Josiah Slavin. Bryce Kindop. And then with the big club, the only other ones are Comtois and Lou's favorite defenseman, Simone Benoit. <laughs> Which Lou are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> that so would, that would be you. So, you know, Ducks fans always like to 
uh, talk about when a guy gets traded from us. Oh, maybe, you know, he'll come back next year. So just let you know, John Klingberg is a, <laughs> it's a UFA. Oh, what about, it's, uh, uh, good Lord. What about Radko Gudis? No. On like a one year I, deal? I, no, I, 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 I would maybe entertain that as a, like as a, a one year deal as a right shot Ooh. option to play, to play in the bottom. I mean, I know, I know we're probably keeping Kevin Shattenkirk, so that's probably a wash, but, yeah. um, yeah, I don't think if we keep Shattenkirk, Gudis. I don't think if we keep Shattenkirk, we'd sign Gudis as well. But you know, if for some reason we don't have Kevin Shattenkirk, then hey, hey. hey the haters uh, didn't think we were going to get Klingberg uh, and Kulikov. You know, the two uh, hottest defensemen on the market. Yeah. So yeah. anything's right. possible. And, well, and again, and we're not saying <laughs> sign every single one of these guys. We're just saying, you know, hey, maybe these could be some players that we look at. Or yeah. you know. Oh yeah, we're not. Yeah, we're we're not touching yeah. everybody here. Oh yeah, oh yeah, no, we're not building a super team here. No, come on. We're still being realistic. Sorry, you but, said Gudis and I whew, I oh good. I like what he brings. <laughs> I like what he brings, and he's still he decent. Does. So he's still pretty decent. We'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Well, we do have some contract predictions uh from Evolving Hockey. Uh they project Zegers to get eight by eight point five, which give it to him. Give, give him whatever him. he wants. Yeah, give it to him. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm good. I don't need to negotiate with that. Just give it to him. They have uh, Jamie Drysdale at two years at 1.9, which falls in line with not really playing as much. Uh, you know, obviously with this year being shortened because of injury. Right. right. There. I think a little low, doesn't it? Right. And I think I think we talked about it before. I think we think Jamie just gets a bridge deal, just because I mean he's only he's now only played a season and a half of hockey. Now he's only I mean he just turned 21 too. So yeah. Um, I think a two or three deal for Drysdale is probably pretty accurate. I think I'd be shocked if it's anything other than that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that's about right. That's about normal for a bridge deal. He's going to, I think he takes it and bets on himself and, um, you know, hopefully in two or three years, he gets himself another better payday. And lastly, they predict Troy Terry at four years by 6.2 mil, which honestly I think is still an even bigger steal than what he currently makes. Yeah, I think it is too. I, I, I don't think Terry, like I saw some people, I know when Jake Rudolph from across the pond posted these contract uh, predictions yesterday, um, I think they're from natural stat sheet, but, um, or no, no, I'm sorry. They're from evolving wild, but um, yeah, the, there was some pushback on the Terry contract. People saying that he was going to get way more term than that. I think in the four, five, six year range is probably exactly what he's going to get. I think, I think people that are assuming Terry's going to get a seven or eight year deal are overshooting it a little bit. Um, yeah. You know, we got to remember he's a, he, he's a bit older than Zeers and Drysdale. Um, you know, I mean, not by much. He's only, he's only 26, but uh yeah, I mean, that seems about right for Terry, just a little under Zegers, but definitely a little bit more than Jamie's bridge deal. So, um, yeah, I think I I think that's just a pretty basic or, you know, a pretty decent base work for us to go into this offseason of just assuming what these guys are going to get. Um, you know, Evolving Wild's contract predictions over the years have proven to be fairly accurate most of the time. So I'd imagine all these deals are going to be somewhere in this range. Somewhere in the ballpark. Yeah, ballpark. I mean, not to twist a knife in uh, the Kings losing and being eliminated <laughs> from the playoffs here, but uh, did you guys read that article uh, that had the information about Rob Blake going over uh, his scouts' heads and picking Turcotte over Zegris? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little interesting there, huh? 
I, uh, you know, I, I, I say all the time that it's funny looking at his draft picture. And I know when he did his interview on Chicklets, he said that he was preparing to be taken by the Kings. Um, but in hindsight, reading those comments, it's, it just makes that picture even greater because yeah. he's wearing the Kings gloves in his draft photo. And reading that, I was just like, ah, oh, man. <laughs> At least that's not us. And right. I mean, it's it's not a slight at Turkop because he's been so in, injury riddled and you hate to see that with a young guy. But at the same time, it's just like... Man, that just looks tough on the Kings. That's uh, fifth. And then the guy that you should have taken went four picks later. Mm. Thank you, Rob Blake. Just, yeah. just the thought, Thank just you, the Rob. thought of Rob Zegris, Zegris being on the Kings makes me sick to my stomach. It's weird because like I can picture it because that just seems like a fit. Mm-hmm. You know, if they had taken him, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. just, they took a, a similar player at the time in Turcotte, and I'm using heavy air quotes there. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that would have been. If they would have taken him, who would the Ducks have picked, you think? Was that the Matt Boldy year? Yes. Yeah. I think, I, I think of the guys remaining, I would have liked us to take Boldy. Like, I just, Broberg, yeah. Knowing who we have now on defense mm-hmm. now. I mean, we know Cider probably would still have gone to the Red Wings, so I would have said him, but um, yeah, I'd say probably Matt Boldy or Cole Perfetti. Yeah. Or no, it was, I'm sorry, was Perfetti the Drysdale year? I, I forget. Yeah. I, <laughs> those, I mix those two drafts together all the time, but I would say just for one name, I'd say Matt Boldy because I think he went a pick or two later. It's it's bad when that decision makes uh the whole debacle with the Flyers and Nolan Patrick look worse or look less bad. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I mean that's still pretty bad. It is, but I mean <laughs> no the fact that you know Zegers has had the career he's had so far, you know, two and a half seasons in, and to now look at it like, oh, he plays for your biggest rival. Yep, and. He could have been on this team realistically. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel kind of feel like that's a little worse, but maybe yeah. it's just because he's on our team. <laughs> glad we don't have to glad we're not literally having that discussion. Nope. <laughs> you know. Thankfully. Mm-hmm. Well, before we uh get into some other news here, um, we do have some ITR content coming. I know uh we're we're working hard on some draft stuff. Oh yeah. Um, I have kind of a, a fun little piece on the 30th anniversary coming. Um, I a little in over my head, uh, 30 topics definitely was a little hard to come up with one. <laughs> and then I started writing it and was like, yeah, there's no way I'm fitting 30 of these into one article because I had a paragraph that was like that fucking long. Like <laughs> I, it was, it was bad. Um, so, so two parts, is it a two parter? Probably going to be two, maybe three, depending mm-hmm. on what my little peanut brain can come up with. But <laughs> yeah, we, we have some stuff in the works, so definitely keep a eye out on that. Um, hopefully uh, some some merch in the next few weeks. Hopefully. We got, yeah, some, we got some stuff working in that regard, too, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like Jake said, you know, we're going to be having some draft content here soon. Um, our good buddy Patrick made a really cool... Uh, little mock draft graphic that we're all going to be doing. Um, we're all going to be 
you know, obviously this will happen after the lottery and a little bit closer to um, the actual draft, but each of us in late arrivals and even our, and even our couple writers, we're all going to do our own mock draft of the first 15 picks. Um, We're going to do a little point system where like every correct guess is one point. So a total of 15 possible points and, It'll be fun. Maybe we can, uh, you know, maybe on, uh, you know, an episode or two before the draft, we can have everybody's done and we can, we can have all the, uh, all the writers on and everybody can kind of go through their, um, can go through their mock draft. So mm-hmm. that's a little fun thing we got going on. Shout out to Patrick for making that graphic. Uh, it looks good really on, good. Patrick. You guys will see it eventually, but. Uh, and shout out our pal, the Garrative for uh, subbing for a third consecutive month. We, Let's go Gary. We, lo- we love you, pal. Subscribe to the Garrative, baby. Okay. <laughs> if you do want to continue supporting us uh you can always go over to the inside the rink website and sign up for espn plus if you don't have it um i told myself that eh, i can get away with just watching highlights of the playoffs and that lasted all of a week um <laughs> i bought espn plus while connor and i were waiting to go to gojira um nice. and we Woo-hoo! watched a little lacrosse because i thought the playoff games would be on but oh, they, okay. in fact we're not so I bought it a little preemptively, but do you remember who you were watching? It was some random college game and the one team was losing by like seven goals after like the first period. Um, So it was not much of a lacrosse game. (laughs) I sat there. I sat there and drank a Modelo on Jake's couch watching a, watching college across. It was quite quite the Friday afternoon. Bro vibes for sure. Right there. (laughs) Damn. You know, we got to go hear some screaming and microphones after is a perfect bro day. Oh, that was just a that was an incredible show <laughs> but uh you can go to inside the rink.com slash espn and sign up if you do not have espn plus already helps us out helps our network out we will always uh you know promote services and products we believe in just like 714 and we have uh been grateful for our partnership with 714. Uh, promo code LAP is still good through the playoffs. Uh, while there are no more Kings games to go to, if you are an out-of-state listener, out-of-country listener in Canada, and your team is still in, uh, you can still go to games and use our code up until the cup final. Yep. That is promo code LAP at checkout. You get 10% off and 5% towards a future order when you make an account. Yeah, do your thing. So we had not a ton happen because, you know, the playoffs is kind of taking a lot of the the spotlight here, but uh, the Flames fired Daryl Sutter um, before his extension even kicked in. So, you know, things are going swimmingly up there. Man, I feel like the last couple of days in a row, each day something new comes out of Calgary. It's just like crazy, man. They just, there's... It's just chaos up there, and I I, I kind of like watching it. It's kind of fun. Sutter gets fired, and then Jonathan Huberto says, "Oh yeah, new coach will get me my confidence back." And it's pretty pretty <laughs> tough scenes there, but yeah. you know we kind of knew got the, the whole... nail in the coffin was uh, Nick Ritchie shooting third in a shootout to save your season. There but... you go. Yeah, and then wow. you got the whole arena thing going on. It's just, Whew. it's a lot. There's a lot. I, again, thankful this is not our problem. Yes. yes. <laughs> But yeah, like uh, there's not really much to say. I kind of feel like this is probably the last hurrah for Daryl Sutter. Um, yeah, his style of coaching has a very short shelf life. Um, I 
to the Ducks fans that have said, please do not do this, Ducks. Um, this would have been a, whole, a Bob Murray thing for sure, but yeah. I, I, I think Pat's a little bit smarter to not I, see him as the best option out there. <laughs> well, remember, would, we already so. had him in the organization for a little bit as an because remember he was an advisor to the yeah. staff. Yeah, yeah. So I don't I I would heavily bet against us even. Yeah, I, I don't like Darryl to bring Stutter up an interview. I would. I hope we don't even entertain the offer, but I I think we're good there. I don't think there's anything. I don't I don't like to bring up uh you know Facebook group chats, but um I did see some Ducks fans talking about wanting to bring him back on Facebook and I had to close out Facebook because it made me angry. Don't go on Facebook. Just that that's what I'm saying. Don't go, don't go on Ducks. I haven't uh, been on Facebook in months, dude. Well, actually you can go on Ducks uh, nation because I do post our episodes there. So if you want to, I'd rather eat a bowl of rocks before I go on Ducks nation on Facebook. (laughs) Hey, I post there and I post our articles there. Okay. You can go to that one. Well, go to that one and only see our yeah, go, only like, go to that one. <laughs> <laughs> then head out. It's fine. I like Garrett's comment in the chat. So no more Kings games. Wait, what happened? They didn't lose already, did they? Los Angeles <laughs> Kings. Uh, what <laughs> happened? Uh... <laughs> yeah, that game me and Jake were watching. Uh, the Kings blew it 3 nothing. That was something else. I still can't get over it. We talked about it last week, so we don't have to go back over it. But that, you know, in hindsight, it's very hilarious because that quite literally ruined the series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, some interesting news: uh, Snoop Dogg was rumored and then confirmed to be part of the group that is trying to become the ownership for the Ottawa Senators. Which mm-hmm. I thought his interview with uh, Stephen A. Smith was really really good because he kind of said all the things you want to hear but i do understand where all the senators fans are coming from because he was saying it from the perspective of you know if you really want hockey to grow you have to reach out to the minority communities and you have to show these kids that hey hockey is accessible for people like me um you know i could play this sport it's not just you know something for a certain sect of people um but he did not say a whole hell of a lot about the senators. So I can understand the frustration yeah. there. Um, but, you know, he has his heart's in the right place with it. And I think that's kind of something that I, I would say maybe sets him apart from some of the other potential suitors for the senators, uh, regardless yeah. of, you know, the intent more so being able to continue to the grow the game stateside um but you know you want you want someone that's going to be involved with bringing more eyes to hockey Uh, i'm not saying that you know having an owner like ryan reynolds or anybody else isn't going to do that but to have someone openly saying and someone of snoop's stature saying something like that like yeah you know he's he's saying the correct things just Maybe not was, checking all the boxes everyone. Yeah, wants and to it hear. was one interview, and they were mainly talking about that because he has his own youth football league. Yeah. And he has his own youth um basketball league. And he talked about wanting to do the same thing for hockey, uh, making a Snoop youth hockey league or something like that, which would be really cool. And I kind of hope he does it anyway, even if he doesn't become the owner, because I think that's a great idea. Um I didn't see the comment about Jake's background, but <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I mean, I, I think it'd be cool. I mean, I, I think the senators to have, a, you know, have someone like Ryan Reynolds interested and then also have someone like Snoop Dogg interested. I think that's, that's really cool. And I feel like it's a win-win regardless for the league to have someone, one of those guys involved. Because it puts, it puts a different set of eyes on things. You know, you're naturally going to have those people that are like, oh, I like him as an actor. I like him as an artist. Like, yeah, you know, what's he up to now? And, you know, who knows? Maybe it creates new hockey fans. I mean, that's kind of the goal. Mm-hmm. For as much as hockey fans gatekeep and don't want new fans <laughs> to be watching do. hockey. Yeah, um, it's like they want new fans, but then they want to pick and choose where those fans come from. So it's a mess, but. Yeah. Good news for the Senators, regardless. Um, mm-hmm. it's they have cool. interest. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> Ottawa has always kind of been that. I wouldn't, excuse me, I wouldn't say they're like the redheaded stepchild, but it always felt like you either heard very good things about the happenings in Ottawa or just downright terrible things. Yeah. And so for there to be interest in a franchise, especially with them being kind of on the upswing finally, like, Having that positive light on your team definitely is going to go a long way. Um, but, you know. And it's, it's got to suck, too, with Ottawa being like having Toronto on one side and Montreal on the other side of you. It's I mean, they're already when they came into the, into the league, they were already in a situation that was, you know, not the yeah. greatest in terms of market. But, yeah. Well, we do have uh, the teams confirmed for the global series. Uh, it'll be taking place again in Sweden. Um, the Leafs, Red Wings, Senators, and Wild will all be participating. Um, kind of glad there's some new teams for once. Um, yeah. You know, it's not the same teams that we're used to, so it's always nice kind of getting fresh fresh teams and things. Let's Let's hope that eventually they get the Winter Classic and all that, you know, on the right track, continuing to do teams like Vegas and Seattle, taking mm-hmm. that showcase instead of it being the Bruins and Blackhawks every other year. Yeah, I'm. I'm surprised. I'm. I'm kind of surprised that they, they're sending the Senators over there for the Global Series, but that's cool. The Maple Leafs too. Maple have do the Maple Leafs usually participate in that? I feel no, like I they're never they in the Global Series. Yeah, they never have. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. So. They usually so, yeah. do like the hometown hockey stuff when they have it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that starts November 16th and it goes to the 19th. I hope that we're able to watch. I feel like NHL Network says NHL Network is going to grab it and then I'm going to be SOL <laughs> per usual. <laughs> well, speaking of Sweden, uh, they lost in the U18 Worlds uh, to the US. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that was. <laughs> Hey, Sweden. Perfect, perfect segue in. Yeah. Uh, But U.S. uh, wins gold at the U18 Worlds. Um, We also had a team get promoted at the IIHF World Championship. Uh, Japan got promoted to Group A. Yeah, they were in Group B. So there's the there's the group that we're in, like all the like top hockey nations are in, and then you have. Division one, group A, division one, group B, and then you have like division two, A, B, and then like division three. And Japan is uh, one group closer to the very top. So all they have to do is win group A next year and they should get promoted. 
and play us in the men's worlds during next summer. I know, speaking of that, Great Britain and Poland and Italy are all fighting for uh, promotion as we speak. I think their last round-robin games are on Friday. I'm kind of hoping Poland gets in there, man. That'd be sick. That'd be so sick. Got my Polish flag behind me. If you're listening, it's behind me. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's been a while since we've done this on the pod, and I think a lot of that uh, staleness of Ducks hockey kind of took away from this. But uh, we have a guest the team for this week. So, Lou, you oh, want to hit us, Lou? Hit you me, get baby. That up? Yes. Hit me right between yeah. the eyes. Let's go. We'll do some right guests the, the team, and then we'll we'll cover. We'll get the playoff. Uh, covered as much as we want and yeah yeah then we'll get some questions all right i know i jake just real quick i know we had i know we talked about the uh the lottery a little bit but i know we had a couple lottery questions so we'll save those for yeah yeah for for the end too cool all right just to refresh everyone i'm gonna name off five players and you have to guess the team and the year they played on they played on that team all right all right the first team jack Jeff Friesen, okay. Tim Hunter, Marty McSorley, Victor Kozlov, and Tony Granado. Islanders. Uh, Nineteen ninety-seven. Did you say Kozlov? No, I said Kozlov. Kozlov. Victor Kozlov. Victor Kozlov. Oh. I'm going to say 95, 96 Bruins. 98 Capitals. The 1996 and 97 Sharks. Oh. Sharks. Oh, damn. All right. I didn't know Marty McSorley played on the Sharks. I didn't either. And I forgot Freezing was there. I, I did. I could not. For some reason, I totally forgot Victor Kozlov was a Shark. I did well, too. At least yeah, we right. didn't get like Bronco Ford as I know one of these <laughs> fucking names like the last time. Honus <laughs> Wagner the third playing Bronco Ford. <laughs> All right. John Anderson, Doug Jarvis, Paul Lawless, Mark Reeds, and Mike Millar. Ooh. I know one name out of all those five. Say, say those names again. John Anderson, Doug Jarvis, Paul Lawless, Mark Reeds, and Mike Millar. I'm going to say 1972 Blues. I got nothing. <laughs> uh, 88. Something. 88. Uh, <laughs> just hide it up by the way oh okay 88 uh north stars that's a dry just, saddle hat. that's a dry saddle hat trick i think by the way oh seriously i'm just gonna say penguins i i don't know i don't know i can't guess a year the 1987-88 hartford weller i had the year doug jarvis damn it what do we got we only doing two we got one more I could do two more. This two one's more. kind Let's of a go. mean one. Let's go. Dale Hall, Hugh Harris, Jamie Hislop, <laughs> Barry Leg, and Claude LaRose. 
1925 Seattle Metropolitans. <laughs> did you say did you say the one guy's last name is Leg? Yes, L E G G E. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the Nordiques. Uh, I, I'm not gonna guess a year again. Um, hold on Chris a second. A? Hold on a second. Oh, is Chris cheating? No, no, no. I promise. <laughs> I promise. I'm fidgeting. I'm trying to think. Thirty-two Canadians. The 1977-78 Cincinnati Stingers of the World Hockey Association. God damn, Cincinnati <laughs> Stingers. Okay. They were on the on the website I used. I don't know. I thought it was... Lou's coming up with ESHL teams again. <laughs> yeah. What All was right. the first team again? It's asked in the chat what the first team was. Uh, the 1996-97 uh, Sharks. Sharks, that's right, yeah. All the right, Sharks. last one. Last one. Nolan Bumgarner. Matt Cook, Harold Drunken, Fedor Fedorov, and Jason King. That's oh, real. this is the this is the Thrashers, ninety uh, uh, two thousand two. Are you really are are you really down? You know it's the Thrashers. I, I I'm pretty sure actually. I'm kind of convinced. I'm gonna say the Wild just because that's the only other team I know Matt Cook was on. Yeah. Um. 2000, 2003 wild. The 2002, 2003 Vancouver Canucks. Oh. Maybe this is why we didn't do this. <laughs> I, knew Matt, hey. I knew Matt Cook was a thrasher at some point, I think. Hey, That's why I, I, got, I got the year right on two of those. There you go. Got my half points. Yeah, you got your half. Uh, Vegas just took the lead again. Oh goddamn! Shit. Goalies who heard of them? <laughs> Ivan Barbashev. <laughs> oh, that's his second goal, I think, today. Ivan Barbashev's on the Golden Knights. Yeah, yep. man. Pretty sure it's his second goal tonight. Okay. Oh, really quick before we move on to questions or whatever. Uh, Swiss, the Swiss National League finished. Um, my team was was uh, not in it, but they um. They uh this team won the cup. So congratulations to them. I am gonna butcher this name as well as you know, I butchered the Swedish name, I'm pretty sure. Um Geneva. Yeah, oh, god damn it. They just scored again. Geneva Servet HC. They won yeah, the, uh, the National League. Yeah, Geneva, Switzerland. That's right. Okay, cool. So shout out to now. they won the Swiss League. Right. Vegas scored now, again. It is now yeah. five three. Five three. Sick. Golden Knights. We're recording this during Game One of the uh, Oilers Night series, by the way, for the listeners at home. Well, we'll do a little rundown of Round One because uh, nothing controversial happened at all. No, no not at all. Not at all. Vegas beats Winnipeg. Um, Rick Bonus calls out his team. Pretty much tells them they're a bunch of chumps. Um, I'm sorry. Did you just call him Rick Boner? No, Rick no. Bonus. Bonus. Okay. <laughs> I'm deaf in one ear. I'm sorry. Well, it is almost nine. It's getting there. Yeah, it's getting there. <laughs> um, let's see. What 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 was like the most non-controversial um, series? 
Maybe, maybe Carolina and the Islanders. Yeah, I'd say that one. Canes mm. took it in six. Canes took it in six. Uh, they won on a goal from the goal line, which always sucks oh, to see. Yeah, that was that was nuts. Um, I think I got that. Do you guys remember what what your series? Like, how how is your bracket? My bracket's completely dead after that first I round. I looked that, at it. Once. Yeah, mine's mine's completely fucked. I got everything yeah. but two series right. But when yeah, the I, guy, when, when the team you picked to go to the cut final gets knocked out round one, yeah, you know it's. I think sense. I got three series. I got the teams right and th- three of them and the games. But then that was it. And but the big ones that I needed, like the Bruins and and like the Avalanche and uh, well, the Oilers at least made it to the next round. But Bruins and Avalanche are out. The Kraken. Kraken and uh, Devils literally. Kraken, Devils, and Panthers killed my uh, killed my bracket. That was probably the worst my bracket has ever been in like the first <laughs> round. Like that was nuts. Like I just that was horrible. Oh, I've I've had a couple really bad ones. Don't worry. Yeah. Oh, you have. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, but like Carolina, Dallas beats Minnesota, which was kind of a. I kind of feel like that was like the one dud series, just because after like that second like really high scoring game it just kind of felt like dallas ran away with it yeah i was hoping that one would at least go to seven but i was really going for the wild there i just whatever what can you do uh the abs are knocked off by the kraken so we will have a new cup champion what a story uh, that one is eh? dude and my god and they win game one last night in overtime against the stars like they're a complete wagon wonderful yeah. to see I mean, Joe, Pavel- Joe Pavelski scoring four goals. Still, <laughs> still can't, can't win. win. Still can't win, eh? <laughs> that really. sucks, man. Uh, but Seattle scored first in every single game of that series. Yeah, um, did they really? I'm all yeah. in. On the, I'm all in on the Kraken. I'm I, I'm kind of behind them. I yep. would like, uh, you know, I know we've talked about it before, but just because I hate Vegas so much, I don't want to <laughs> hate the Kraken, and I I want to yeah. enjoy them while I can. And they're a fun young team. They are fun, yeah. So, um yeah they kind of play some they kind of play some cracked out hockey so i like it jesus (laughs) um but notably in the west uh edmonton obviously uh advances over la um talked about the game four collapse last week uh but the rest of that series just wasn't even close um yeah edmonton kind of just walked all over the kings and I, i think game four just took that that air out of LA sales. Um, but you know, what are you gonna do when you give Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid some momentum? Like right. they're gonna just stuff it right back at you. Like, yeah. Dreisaitl, man. Ooh, he's been I'm, he's been a lot of fun to watch in these playoffs. I'm sad for our friends that are Kings fans, but at the same time, like they kind of blew their shot to really take a stranglehold <laughs> on the series. Yeah. Um, then you know. It happens sometimes and it sucks, but yeah, they'd be they'd be on us if it were if if it were the ducks, so it's whatever. Exactly. <laughs> um the devils move on and beat the Rangers in seven games. You know, speaking of uh teams kind of putting up shitty performances and uh getting Holy. put out. The Rangers looked like shit. Holy 
Um, yeah, you go least. out and get Kane and Tarasenko, man, and they just were not there. Like that, that sucked. Like Panarin had no goals. Panarin nowhere to be found. I mean, all they had was what Kreider. Kreider scoring in front. That's all they could do. Like just get Kreider, like Kreider, get Kreider in the front of the net, <laughs> and uh, and just throw pucks at him. He's gonna tip it in. That's all they had going for him. That sucks to see. But the uh, the talk of the game was our yearly Jacob Truba kill somebody hit of the the playoffs um laying out timo meyer and putting him out for game one tonight there's a lot of talk of the rules define the hit as legal Mm -hmm. but it's still kind of a shitty hit to to lay i mean yeah it's hockey it's gonna happen You, you can't take contact out of the sport but it's just it was unnecessary. Like, it was light the you guy know, up because you guys are trying to spark something with what, like five minutes left in the game. Yeah. And at that point, weren't they only down two? I think, I think they were only no, down. They got like, shut out. I thought they were um in that game went before the hit. Oh yeah. The they were only happened. down two goals. It was two nothing. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So it didn't really do anything anyway. They lost four nothing, but like, yeah, like you said, rule book, it's, it's, a, it's a clean hit, but, Timo Meyer had like three Rangers on him already. He was in the offensive zone pretty much alone, and he already had three Rangers defenders on him. And Truba just comes in. Truba just comes right, yeah, right through them all and just demolishes him. There was just no right, yeah. And I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot of things on Twitter. I'm, I'm seeing people calling for the wrong thing. Yes, I think we're all in agreement that that probably should not be a legal hit. Um, I agree that under the rulebook that is a legal hit. Um. Mm -hmm um the the and ev- what i'm seeing is a lot of people just immediately calling for jacob truba to be suspended oh truba needs to get suspended fuck truba all that you can't suspend truba just because you don't like the hit if it is technically legal and yeah. the, the rules need to that. be the rules need to be adjusted first and then you can get the punishment for jacob truba mm-hmm. look this is hockey we know guys are going to do anything within the rules to win the game and oftentimes cross those rules a little bit. We know that. These are competitive athletes that are trying to win hockey games. Um, you know, I know, I, I, I know I've been very vocal on Twitter a lot of the years. There's been some of these Jacob Truba hits that I thought were completely fine. And I spoke out and I said that they were totally fine. This is one of those hits that I'm not the biggest fan of. Um, mm-hmm. just as I think that kind of hit is avoidable and not overly necessary um but yeah you know it's it it starts with the rule book you know you need to just you know tweak the rules a little bit so that other discord yeah so the dead on head contact like that is discouraged yeah and that's all i'll say about that but yeah exactly dry sidle again is that a fourth i love this german man holy (laughs) shit i don't like the oilers but jesus Oh, we saved our we saved the two. I wouldn't say controversial, but the two noteworthy series of uh, Toronto finally does the thing and moves on to the second round. Fucking boo! Congratulations, nineteen years. Congratulations, Maple Leafs! I love it. I I you know when they were showing the crowd outside and everything, they were just going nuts at Maple Leaf Square, and it was just awesome to see. And I'm happy for. For our uh, our Leafs late night crew here at Inside the Rink, I know they were pretty pumped, so that's nice. The Steve Dangle crew, you know, you might not like Steve Dangle and his his posse, 
but they've been through enough. I'm happy for them. They're uh, speaking of those guys. They did a thing. Well, it's mainly Adam Wild. He, I forgot who he got this from, um, but somewhere, uh, someone said if the Leafs win Game Seven, they'll wear blue lipstick for the like whole week. And uh, Adam Wild also joined in and said, "Okay, yeah, I'll do it." So I watched uh, the one of the latest. I think it was not the one that was released today, but the one before that. And he the put on Friday blue lipstick. One. Yeah, and he wore blue lipstick for the entire show. So that's cool. <laughs> and my question to you guys is: Would you want to do something like that, like that if we win the draft lottery? What would we even do? I don't know. You want to do purple lipstick? Wear it on stream. Yeah, wear it on stream. Purple lipstick, orange lipstick. Where are we going? Oh boy. Oh, just like eye black. Yeah. Like eye black. Paint. Yeah. yeah. That'd be good. <laughs> yeah, we can we can talk about it. Yeah. We can talk about it. But yeah, happy for the leaves. We will ponder it. It's <laughs> like nah, man. Well, you might be happy for the leaves. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of pulling for the Leafs in the East. I would, I'd like to see Matthews get to the final. Um, yeah. You know, I like to see. I mean, I mean, you know, Toronto media, Toronto fan opinions. You know, I know everyone's going to have their different opinions of them, but I've always kind of liked the Leafs. I've always kind of felt a little bit bad for him. So, um, yeah. I think it's good to kind of, you know, it, it's good that that is no longer a story anymore. They've got through the first round and. Uh, you know, they slayed it. They slayed the Giants in Tampa Bay to uh, to do it. It's not like they just beat you know kind of some random, you know, some random altitude yeah. team. So yeah, um, yeah, it's good. I'm pulling for the Leafs. I think right now my ideal matchup would be Austin Matthews versus Connor McDavid in the final. I think I think that'd that's, be so crazy. Be really good. I I think that'd be really good just for the growth and for the hype of the game. Yeah. Um. So that <clears throat> that's kind of what I'd be personally pulling for right now. But uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, and, and the Leafs are really one like that one Canadian team that I wouldn't mind seeing win the cup. Ottawa's there too. I wouldn't I wouldn't hate seeing the Senators win. Um, but also if Toronto wins, that means Austin Matthews wins. That means he brings the cup here to Phoenix, or at least in Scottsdale, and he's gonna have his own little his own little party, his own little parade. So then that means I can go. I just think it'd be so, so great for the game having Leafs Oilers in the final and knowing one of Matthews or McDavid is walking away with the cup for sure. I yeah, that's just that's just great PR. That's just great media hype. I mean, I think I think it'd be really good for the NHL and it'd be insanely fun to watch those two teams battling it out for at least at minimum four games would be would be something else. Yeah. And that being said, it. go Cats. <laughs> Big Brandon Montour guy, Lou. Yep. Big Dude, he's fan. oh my god, he's kicking yeah, the Montour resurgence it. has been something else. You know, wasn't so really awesome. Monty Mania, baby. wasn't wasn't really <laughs> able to put it together in Anaheim. wasn't really able to put it together in Buffalo. But you know, he seemed to have found a home in in Florida and seemed to kind mm-hmm. of be a bit of a late bloomer. So good to good, good to see him. Monty. Yeah, yeah, good to see Monty having having the great success. Oh my god, I love it. Is Josh Horror playing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Good for him too. On the topic of the Florida Panthers, they did the impossible and they defeat the Boston Bruins and eliminate the President's Trophy winner in seven games. I still can't believe it. It's it it was it did not feel real. <laughs> like I turned the game on literally minutes before uh or no, I, I was I wasn't able to watch that game, but I was keeping up with it through Twitter and I saw hockey three, six, five post Montour's tying goal. And I was like, like then and there I was like, okay, Boston's probably going to lose. And 
you know, they just, yeah. they got outworked. Uh, like watching the game winning goal as many times as I've seen it. Just like none of the Bruins look like they want to be there. Yeah. Like no. Martian was the only one that attempted to even stop for Hagee. Um, but there's just something so shitty about Swayman trying to hit Matt Kachuk. And then that being the reason he was out of position and getting scored mm, on. Yep. Like for Hagee had an incredible shot. Like mm-hmm. not trying to say it was lucky or anything, but the yeah. fact that Swayman went out of his way to push Kachuk and it's kind of why he was in the spot for Verhage to shoot just as mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just like the most disastrous way to lose a series and to have your season end like that. Yeah. And I, you know, the whole president's trophy curse thing, like that's, you know, it's whatever, but the Bruins had me in this year, man. I thought for sure, just the way they dominated, like I remember the stream or the episode we were talking about, you know, we were, we were going over our brackets and I had the Bruins in the cup against the Oilers. And I did three different brackets and I had the Bruins in the cup in all of them. And then I remember uh, Felix was in the, in the chat and he was just like, are we, why are you guys putting all this stuff into Boston and everything? And now look at him. And, you know, he was right. Do we have to start listening to Felix more often or where do we was go? Chicago from right for once? I mean, I had the Bruins <laughs> like, in the final, but I didn't have them winning. So, I mean, at least there's that, but yeah. But yeah, once once they were once the Bruins were done, I my first thought was ah Felix. Like I don't know why that just the comment in the stream that night just stuck with me, and I'm like oh he was he was he was onto something. That engagement farmer. <laughs> Chris was like, uh, you guys ever watch the uh, Clone Wars cartoon that was on nope. Cartoon Network? Mm-mm. So like one of the things that that series was most popular for was they brought back Darth Maul. Like he wasn't dead after Phantom Menace. Oh, okay. Um, but his thing was he was always like trying to kill Obi Wan, and like the mm-hmm. thing people kind of really like applauded his voice actor for was like him screaming Kenobi. I just picture Chris just yelling Sakard, Sakard. <laughs> the best part, shaking, shaking his fist at me. I think the thing that just made all of like all of the just feeling of the ruins losing so much better was jack edwards call because oh the hindenburg call that was was fucking ridiculous he literally compared it to the hindenburg exploding oh my god i watched that three times it just was the most jack edwards thing ever and it was like only him only fucking jack edwards could equate the hindenburg exploding to the bruins losing Thank God, boy. I'm, uh, I I was laying on my couch. I was crying because I was laughing so much. Like it just, it was so out of pocket, but it was just so Jack Edwards that I was like, you know what? Yeah. Like it just, it fits. Anybody God. else says that they are they're fired, but it's yeah. Jack Edwards, and Nesson's like, fuck yeah, Jack, just keep doing what you're yeah, doing, okay. man. <laughs> <sighs> but I mean, you have you have Bergeron hugging his teammates after the game you know all the guys pretty much saying that they just were sitting there numb like i don't know it's like every year you get that one story of like one team loses and it's just like the world ends yeah and it just so happened that this year it's a team that sat 
so many records you know just steamrolled everybody they played like you know after they're gonna blow it up after the ducks game where they beat us what seven eight to two whatever it was yeah you know right then and there it's like fuck it they're gonna win the cup this year it's not gonna matter (laughs) but like lou said are they gonna blow it up now because you know how how are you going to top setting all these nhl records and then do that yeah you know not only did you know they lose that but then it comes out that bergeron's playing with a slip disc in his back which is really fucking dangerous Mm-hmm. Pasternak today said he hurt his shoulder in game one and he still was going to play through it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they said, you know, X guy had this. Um, there was that tweet. I don't know if you guys saw me retweet it, but it was like so and so said they were beheaded in game two <laughs> and playing with the mannequin head the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Would have been good to go at yeah. the end of the series. Like, yeah. But like the craziest thing is they kept playing Olmark, but Olmark was hurt. And the way Kevin yeah, Weeks I, I described it that. was debilitating. Like that tells me hip, hip or groin. Yeah. And it's like, why the fuck would you still play him when you have Swayman? Yeah, like, I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't get that at all. And he played I, pretty well in Game Seven, I thought at least. Yeah. You know, minus well, the thing show, with Kachuk, and it, show, and it showed pivotal. What was the was uh was the Game Four, Game Five when they collapsed? Uh, was five. Of, five. Was they were up, five. they were up three one at that point. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I was out of pocket. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, See, yeah. I mean, I mean, hey, it shows. I mean, you know, the whole the whole hockey pride thing of yeah, wanting to play while hurt. You know, it 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 it, it sometimes. You know, we know we all know these guys want to play. We all know that, but sometimes, you know, especially in a position like goaltender, and if it's if it's a hip or a groin injury in a place like that where it's it's a vital part of the body to play your position well, um, you know, that just. That just goes to show that sometimes the whole I I need to play hurt thing probably isn't always the best go. Yeah. I I I continuously forget that the Bruins were up three one in that series. I don't know why. That's that's crazy. It was a very there was something very like reminiscent. It it was like I almost felt bad because there was so much of that with the ducks over the years of like they would be up in the series <laughs> yeah. and then just something cataclysmic would happen that would just yeah it would get to that the point. rest of the series yeah they lost it was it was like clockwork once they lost game six you're like well series is over because you know they're losing game seven like it was like year, like probably what four, it was four years in a, in a row i believe they were up three two in a series and then lost and lost yeah so I felt it for Bruins fans. I, I I felt that, but hey, you know, you were always given Leafs fans the business with the it was three to one stuff and a three one series lead, and now it kind of comes back on you when you had the best NHL regular season ever. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, but I was I was actually going to ask what you guys think about the uh, about playoff teams. Um, or just teams going into the playoffs with a one A one B goalie situation, because I feel like most teams that do it, it just doesn't last, and they can't, they don't get, they don't go on a, like big playoff fronts, in my opinion. At least from what I can remember, every team that goes in and they they're not sure who their starter is, and they just kind of throw out whoever, it doesn't last long. It's it's just hard to get guys in a rhythm when you're doing that with such yeah back to back. You know the regular. Regular season is a little bit different. I mean, it's just a little bit more dialed back than playoff hockey, so it's probably a little bit easier to manage. But mm-hmm. um, 
you know, it's just, it's month, it's, it's a month and a half straight. If you go all the way of, of games every other night and in the regular season, you know, the schedule is a little bit different. Sometimes it's back to back. Sometimes you get three or four days off. It just, it kind of varies. So mm-hmm. well, uh, then you factor in traveling. Exactly. And... Yeah. 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 And add, add, add the traveling to playoff hockey and having an even more condensed schedule. Right. So. I mean, look at it. I feel like it also at like to that point, like it always ends in disaster. Like, you know, the, the big example with us was having to put Bernier in the Nashville series when Gibson went down. Yep. He hadn't played since the beginning of April. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's kind of the reality of playoff hockey it's just can you know if there's an injury can that guy that hasn't played much come in and steal the series like Mm -hmm. you know somehow Bobrovsky has just decided he's good at hockey again and yeah it feels like you know regardless of how many goals he gives up (laughs) he's gonna be good for a save or two that keeps the Panthers in it and they're gonna come back yeah and Um, I I love that that tweet that someone said you know Bobrovsky is just a goalie who's going to eliminate the best team because he was part of the Blue Jackets when they swept the Lightning. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. when they had when they had that crazy regular season as well. But yeah, like you know, I, I like the the one A one B situation during the regular season. But once the season ends and you're in the playoffs, I think you have to choose your starter, and you can't you can't well, be flipping like it every night. You also have to commit to one guy, like even if he has a bad game. Mm-hmm. Like if it's to the point where like the he's getting chased five, nothing after like two games, like kind of like what happened with Vanacek where they put Schmied in and, you know, he comes in that game too. And then the crease has been his since. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I coaches get paid the money they do to make those decisions and make those tough choices. But I think that you don't see it much with hockey, you know, Elliot Friedman and Merrick both have been very insistent on kind of comparing it to like the, the stuff with Blake Snell in the world mm-hmm. series of like, Oh, you know, the, the Rays looked at it as, well, we want to manage his, his workload and stick to our analytics. Even when Snell was pitching as well as he was and, you know, yeah. Dodgers <laughs> go on to win and all that and ruin the chances, you know, for the Rays. And I know where they're coming from with that, but I think hockey's kind of weird in a sense where there is kind of a layer of trust between the coach and the goalies where like the coach knows better, but at the same time is gambling on the player to perform. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of something that's not so much like specific to hockey, but being that it's such an important position, I could see, you know, preferably, you know, down the line, when the ducks are competing again, I would prefer that, you know, if it's riding one of Gibson or Dostal or whomever may be the goalie, you're trusting them that they can persevere and get you through the series barring, yeah. you know, just getting absolutely shelled. But, you know, there's so many factors with playoff hockey that it's like, you can't really be like, okay, so you're going to play game one. You're going to play game <laughs> two. Yeah. And then whoever's the better between that is going to play the rest of the series. Like, mm-hmm. The playoffs are that weird time of year where it's just like the shit that shouldn't make sense and the crazy stuff that happens just suddenly works. And, you know, yeah. there's kind of that legend of like, oh, that was the playoff run where that happened. Yeah, exactly. Well, all this, all this goalie talk kind of gets us into our hockey three, six, five topic of the week. And 
He was asking us, uh, this was a more time sensitive one that we didn't do uh, last week. Uh, so I reworded it a little bit. But he originally had asked if we were more surprised by Vasilevsky's poor showing through those first couple games of the series or Schmid coming in for the Devils uh, and winning those two games. But I reworded it as, was it more a shock that the Leafs kind of figured out Vasilevsky or Schmid kind of being the feel-good story of the, uh, the, Ra- uh, the Rangers-Devils series so far? For, for me, it's it's Schmied just because it's, yeah 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 he's a rookie yeah, and and what he did in the first round um just because Vestalevsky he's a great goalie he's still I think the best goalie in the uh, in the world but like we talked about before the Lightning have played so much hockey that it was at, at a certain point Vestalevsky is gonna look human and he definitely looked human in that in that series, he was giving up a lot. And I think it was just that time, you know, they, they've played a lot of hockey over the last like three years or so. So I don't think it was too much of a shock that he was kind of having, having trouble with it in, uh, in this year's playoffs. But Schmid definitely is the, the biggest surprise. Cause I didn't know anything about him until he was in. I'm like, who the, who the hell is this guy? Like the devils are going to put their series up against the Rangers in this guy's hands. And he, <laughs> and he, he was awesome. And he's, he's been great. So definitely Schmid. <laughs> I will say it was a little annoying that people were trying to say that uh, the the Red Wings coach on the broadcast talking about, you know, how there's kind of a playbook on how to beat Vasilevsky and stuff. And everyone's like, oh, you can't go spill secrets like that of other teams. And it's like, these are professional athletes that watch tape yeah. religiously. And yeah. that's part of their daily routine. Like, yeah. You can't be sitting back going, oh, no, the 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 secrets of, you know, the secrets of this team are out in the open. It's like, yeah. how many years were we all clamoring that you shoot blocker side on Pecorine and he can't stop it? Mm-hmm. Does our bitching on Twitter fix that? No. <laughs> you know, you'd hope that watching the, the, the Ducks going to the locker room and watching video every morning would fix that. But, you know, I don't know. I just wanted to add that in because that, that kind of annoyed me. It's just there like, <laughs> yeah, he's the best goalie in the world, but he just, you know, he's won two cups more than a lot of other teams in the last couple of years. Yeah. Don't you think those teams probably knew what his weakness was and he just had yeah. a good game? Like, And the Lightning have just played an absurd amount of hockey. Over crazy amount, yeah. Well. So, I mean, I feel like it was eventual that they were probably going to kind of start dwindling a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you I'll, know, I mean, yeah. It's Schmied for me. Schmied gets the vote. Schmied. I'll give that. I'll give him the edge. I'll say Schmied as well. Schmied. pod speaks. Hey, I was worried that our that we were gonna curse them by by saying that we're gonna bandwagon the Devils in the first round, but there's still time. We move. Yeah, that that's true. <laughs> Plenty of time to make the wrong decision, Chris. <clears throat> yeah, I'm on the Devils and <laughs> Devils and Kraken wagon. And it's uh, we're moving around round two, baby. Let's go. All right, baby. All right. So, question wise, do we want to stick with the Bruins for a sec and answer Shan's question? Yeah, um, mine as well. Yeah, and then talk, talk about more balls. Let's talk yeah. About yeah, let's do it. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. I love balls. So, he asks us, we always like to shit on teams like the Maple Leafs, the Cowboys, and God forbid the Sharks. You know, he had to throw them in there because he is a Sharks fan himself. When it comes to the playoffs, 
So are the Boston Bruins the ultimate meme team for all of the major sports teams in North America? And he provides a list of <laughs> all of the recent failures of the Bruins. So in 2009, they were the one seed and they were eliminated by the Hurricanes. They were mm-hmm. reverse swept by the Flyers in 2010. Oh, yeah. They won the Stanley Cup the next year, but that's because the Canucks kind of blew it. Yeah. Uh, the year after, they lost in round one to the Capitals. They lost the Stanley Cup in 2013 in 17 seconds uh, against the Hawks. They won the President's Trophy in 2014 and lost to Montreal. Missed the playoffs in 15 by a game. Lost it or missed the playoffs again in 2016. Eliminated in the first round by Ottawa in 2017. Lost to Tampa in the second round in 2018. Lost on home ice in 2019 to lose the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. Lost in the bubble to the Lightning. Lost to the Islanders in the second round. Lost, lost to the uh, Hurricanes in the first round. And then this year, lose to the Panthers game seven after setting all these records. And then at the end, he puts, seriously, though, you want to say the Sharks are a bunch of chokers. <laughs> well, the Sharks still are. More than one <laughs> team can be chokers. I'm sorry. The Sharks still very much are. Not his ass. Multiple multiple <laughs> chokers can exist, but I think yeah, yeah the, onus, the onus is I think is uh is on the Bruins now, especially if yeah. the Leafs move on to the conference final. I think we need to start kind of maybe pointing fingers elsewhere. And I want to say the Bruins are on a nice little game seven losing streak now. Mm. I want to say, oh yeah, they are, huh? Oh, it's not us. Finally, it's not right, us. right. They're just the East Coast variant of us. We've traded so many players there that it just yeah. rubbed off on them. I know? did feel bad for Lindholm. They showed him on the bench right away, and I'm like, ah, my boy. <laughs> but that's what happens. I don't care anymore. <laughs> You're in Boston. I don't care. A little rude, but... <laughs> but yeah, Sharks are still chokers. Terribly sorry. You had all those years, all your runs, nothing to show for it. Now look where it's got you. Your now former look ca- you. your former captain scoring the dick trick in, in <laughs> Dallas. Yeah, now Vegas is going to win. They just scored an empty net. Yeah, it's a party in Vegas right now. Oh, there's Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So nice. Our next our four. Next question comes from Saeed, and he asks, "Who's your MVP so far through the first round and the first set of game ones?" Uh, I think for me, it's Matthew Kachuk. Ooh, yeah, that's he's, a good one. He he he's just had an unreal first round, and then even even this first game against Toronto, he just he just put up some absurd, um, some absurd single game metrics. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I give it. I all over the damn I give it to Matthew Goodchuck just with how solid he's been, and just kind of how much of a surprise the Panthers were for beating Boston. So I'll give it to okay. Kachuk. I'll go Brandon Montour. Montour, that's a good one. I was I'm gonna keep rolling with Mitch Marner. I had him. I said. That he was, uh, he was my fi- my uh, whatever the question was last week, surprise or yeah, something like that for the first round. Um, I'll say Mitch Marner. I'm gonna say one, Mister Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes, you love Jack Hughes. All right. One of us had to keep on brand with the Devils. Yeah, needed to squeak in the <laughs> Devils there. So this is definitely gonna be one more so uh, for. Connor to answer because you're a little more in tune with the uh, 
the draft side of things, but our pal Felix asks us, would you pick Will Smith over Matevi Michkov in a hypothetical world where the Ducks are picking fourth? Will Smith over Matvey Michkov if the Ducks are picking fourth. I will just preface this with, I know this is a hypothetical, but holy fuck am I glad that we are not actually having to have this debate and the <laughs> chance of picking fourth. So we yeah. don't, we wouldn't even really have to make this call. So I'll just say I'm, I'm a team that's picking fourth. Um, I think I would still pick Mitchkov. You know, I think the drop off is still a little bit, you know, the drop off from Mitchkov's into that Will Smith, Zach Benson, Oliver Moore, Ryan Leonard tier. Um, I think it's somewhat significant. Um, and I just think at that point, you know, especially if it's Bedard, Fantilli, and Carlson that have been taken at one, two, and three already. If your team's sitting there at four, I mean, I mean, fuck, why not? You didn't, you didn't win the lottery already, so maybe you know, maybe just go take a swing. I would, I mean, I, I. And that's not that's not any slight on Will Smith. He's a he's a he's a fantastic young player. But I just think at at four, he already didn't win the lottery. So I mean, I mean, hey, just go swinging. Yeah, yeah. Like the decision is made. The decision is made for you at that point. You you didn't win the lottery. You, <laughs> you didn't draft Adam Fantilli. You didn't draft Leo Carlson. So like, just punch upward. Why not? Be cool if Will but Smith. Holy fuck, am I so glad that our choice is between Leo Carlson or Matt Bamichkov and not Matt Bamichkov or we maybe drop down into the into the next year. We are yeah, in- yeah. I, I think it'd be kind of cool if, if Will Smith went to the uh the Florida Panthers somehow. Just because they're near Miami. Will Smith, the rapper, you know the Miami Miami song. Mm-hmm. Anybody? Yeah. Keep his wife saying out your <laughs> what'd you say? I said, keep his wife's name out your effing yeah. <laughs> mouth. Oh, man. Well, on the same uh, wavelength here, Appa asks us, what are you doing to improve our draft odds superstitiously? Yeah, Wildwig's been throwing salt, putting a yeah. second on the microwave. Yeah, well, why why, why does job. Honda Center have so many microwaves? You can never have enough. So, I'm Olin a, Zell, so, I'm Olin assuming... can, so Olin Zellweger can get his 5,000 calories in. <laughs> yeah. I guess so. They're just um, I'm going to assume a lot are different like lunch areas for like the staff working certain areas. So it's not like, hey, you have to go to this one office like yeah. Yeah, way underground. Yeah, Wildling's so, definitely doing his part. Shout out Wildling. <laughs> what, have, what have we been doing? I, mean, I just mentally manifesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, Mentally. trying to bring the good vibes in there. You know, good vibes, not assuming we're going to win, but good vibes yeah. stay. You know, we're in a good spot no matter what. Hopefully we get rewarded for it. So the good vibes are there, but uh, I do, I will have like a period during the day that it's just like a little anxiety when I think about oh, it. All, and then I have- oh, Monday morning until like 5 p.m. <laughs> that's going to feel like an entire time. Oh my God. I'm, yeah, I'm going to hide my phone somewhere. I, I don't want to <laughs> see it happen live. Like, honestly, I would rather just hear it secondhand just because I keep telling myself, okay, top three, really don't care what happens. We're getting a good player regardless. Yeah. But, but the like, chance, the chance to just be able to witness live seeing that card turn over and it's us, like, oh, dude, I don't think I want to pass up on that, on potentially being able to see that happen. I might pass out. I don't know. I've seen enough <laughs> heartbreak. I've seen enough heartbreak. If it's not us, if we pop up at three, fucking whatever, man. Well, but, see, I I see it uh, through the lens of we get busy late later in the day when like people get off of work. Mm-hmm. So like naturally, I might not be able to look at my phone regardless. 
Larry um, you'll be safe. But I just know with how slow Mondays get, it's going to be like the one day where like no one has been in the store for like three hours. And I'm just staring at my phone, just doom scrolling Twitter. <laughs> and, you know, I, I as much as I agree with it, it's kind of like that once in a lifetime of like to see them flip the card live. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to react. Like, I don't yeah. know if it's just going to be a, like, hell yeah, we did it, or if I'm going to faint. I, <laughs> I do I do feel like we're going to get third. I really do. I can just, I can taste it. I can taste number three. Well, I mean, the, our, the highest odds we have are to pick third, so. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Uh, man, I just hope that when that third card is, like, when the number three pick, that card is flipped, it's not us, so at least we're in. We're either one or two, and then I'll be feeling it, and then maybe I'll Facetime Jake. Well, if 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 we win it, if we win the lottery, I'll Facetime you while I'm running down the street. Yeah, I don't know what my reactions are gonna be. Chris is running barefoot. It's just gonna be shock or relief, or like I don't know. We'll see. We'll have to party. We'll have to find a. If it happens, we'll have to we'll have to stream. We'll have to have some kind of some kind of liquor. Is there a purple or? purple or orange liquor that we can that we can drink something purpley for the show it all shock top is it purple it's orange oh yeah we could do that too blue's got the right idea <laughs> so appa has another one that we'll answer and then we'll get to ryan's squeak of the week week we will be done for this episode no remember we still had a uh... Everyone's ideal. Oh yeah, shit, we didn't do that. Lottery. And we got it, and we got to do our tankathon hit, the last one before the actual. Uh, oh yeah, we got to do uh, before the hit. big papa. Okay, Monday. we'll do we'll do appa, squeak we'll of the week. On, we'll finish on lottery. We'll finish on lottery stuff just to send the good vibes in, in uh, for uh, for just a little under five days from now. Yeah. So pull up tankathon on. Oh, Jake, it's been. Your... Up. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna share the screen. We're gonna we're gonna do it again, but. Let's get an office question first. So he asks, ideal meal before and after a concert. Before? Mm. I don't eat before shows. I mean, I don't, want, just... I don't want to have to go to the bathroom. I'd rather just be fucked up if I drink or smoke before, honestly. I mean, I do eat before shows just because I know I'm going to drink at the show and I don't want to, you know, and I don't want to like be drinking on an empty stomach. So, I mean, I mean, I mean, nothing crazy heavy, probably just like, like, you know, a chicken bowl or something like that. But uh, I was going to say some yeah. kind of some kind of rice bowl. Yeah. Oh, but dude, after a concert, fuck dude, like Taco Bell, Canes, In-N-Out, like Del Taco, something shitty. We got Del Taco <laughs> after Gochira and it, it smacked. Oh, that was so good. I ate half of it like on the way home before I even got <laughs> <it>. Yeah. <laughs> I was just kind of sitting there. I don't even remember what I got. But I, I know we sat on the couch and just like I still had that like ringing in my ears and I was just like this this is nice. <laughs> I mean, we talked about after Iron Maiden how we just were all sitting at Lazy Dog just like zoned out and the lady brought you know a bunch of water for the table and all of us you know down to pitcher of water in like thirty seconds. But the uh, the Lazy Dog grilled cheese is pretty fire after that show. Trying to think. Oh, good grilled cheese. Lazy Dog grilled cheese is pretty damn good, man. That was that was delicious. The last couple of ghost shows we went to, we got like McDonald's on the way home, whatever was open. 
I don't really have like a specific like place to go to, you know. You guys got any others? I know Connor and I answered. Uh, probably like Del Taco or Jack in the Box. I'm always I'm always down for like a, a rice bowl, whenever I'm doing anything. If it's a concert, if it's a sporting event, whatever it is. Just something bowl. that's not gonna make you have to shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I I've made that mistake a couple times, but afterward maybe I do like like when we go to hockey games and stuff like that. I do like in and out after a after a game, depending on who I'm with. Never never a bad option. Yeah. Okay, Ryan Ryan's coming at us hard with uh, squeak of the week again. Uh, he starts with three shall be the number thou shalt shalt count and the number of the counting shall be three four shalt thou not count neither count thou two accepting that thou <laughs> then proceedest to three five is right out give me a three-person lineup of nhlers to play basketball with Ooh, victor hedman uh Ooh, hedman's a good one uh shit Austin Matthews, I feel like, has game. Hmm. I don't know. Headman. Yeah, I'll I'll go Headman, Matthews, and then Hmm. I don't know why. I feel like Jack Eichel can kind of can kind of white boy ball a little bit. So <laughs> we'll go that. <laughs> All right. Headman's a good one. I think I think I'll go Headman Matthews and then uh, Matthew Kachuk. Um, I don't know why my my mind instantly goes to Frank Vitrano. Well, yeah, I can kind of see that. You know, it's kind of like a little guy, a little Italian guy with his little <laughs> little wife beater on, bouncing chains, with <laughs> playing some basketball. <laughs> Oh, I'm trying to think who else I, I agree with Connor's assessment of Eichel kind of feel like he's randomly good um trying to think like I know he said headman because headman's tall I know yeah. you know I'm gonna go with what Sean said Sean earlier in in our group chat said Chara if we're going height give me big Z yeah, I'm going uh, or just a guy that goes to the basket, probably Connor McDavid, because he's just so fast. Um, and he does have hoops in his house, too. Yeah. Uh, probably Leon Dreisaitl to set the screens. I, I bet he's, <laughs> that's a fucking nasty screen. And then who's that tall-ass fucking guy in Vancouver? Uh, Tyler Myers. 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 I, I yeah, had Myers. Guy. Yeah, I was thinking about Myers. Yeah, him like, just... Him just to fucking block everything. Yeah, he. <laughs> I feel like he'd trip over his own shoelaces, man. Like, just fucking to convey me tumble everything. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Connor, I show. I I see you smiling, so I shall make you host, so we can do our our tankathon. Okay. Well, no, let's do here. Let's do. We'll end on on the tankathon hit, and then we'll finish it off. Let's give everybody. 
So I actually meant to send this uh, in for uh, Crash the Pond this week, but I forgot. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll audible and just send it for us. So this is my question. Assuming, I don't know why it would be any different, but assuming we all want the Ducks to pick first overall, what is our ideal top three draft order? Ducks number one, who does everybody want two or three? A combination of us and Columbus one, two, I would be happy with because at least Columbus had as bad a season as we did. And I don't exactly hate the blue jackets, but I would prefer Chicago fell out to force. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I would say out of all of the teams that possibly could move up, the only one I would be okay with moving into the top three would be the coyotes. That's yeah. That's what I was going to say. So I would say if we're in a perfect world, us at one Columbus two, Arizona three. Okay. So mine's almost perfect world. Yeah. Perfect world. Mine would be ducks coyotes. Um, and I'll give third to the blue jackets. Okay. Luis. Uh, so Ottawa, Ottawa, if they get in the top three, they keep it. Yes. Yeah. So Ottawa's pick is currently owned by Arizona at the 12th overall, but it's top five protected. So if that pick wins the lottery and gets in, that pick can also only pick as high as second. So if Ottawa wins the lottery, the Ducks stay in first, which would be great. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go, obviously, Anaheim one. Uh, Montreal two. Give Sicard a read to, to smile. Boo. Boo, Felix. Boo. <laughs> also boo. And probably... <laughs> I'm torn between Ottawa and Arizona. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, it's going to have to be one of Columbus or Chicago there. Oh, yeah. Okay. So just Arizona. Okay. Um, so mine would actually be Anaheim picking one. Just because I kind of like the Sens, I'd like to see them slide up into that two spot and keep it mm-hmm. and have the auto and have the senators draft at second. And then and then third, I'll give it, I'll give it to Columbus because I don't I don't want to see Chicago or San Jose slide up and I just no. I just don't really give a fuck about Montreal. So definitely not the Sharks. Um, Yeah. So for me, Anaheim, (laughs) Ottawa, two, and then uh, Columbus slides down to three and Chicago slides down to four. So that'd be mine. And without further ado, folks, the, uh, oh, also kind of just a little bit of an honorable mention, just because I think it'd be fun to kind of, you know, like reignite the rivalry, have the, have the one and two go there. If Detroit slid into that two spot, Adam <laughs> Adam Fantilli going back to Michigan, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be, mm, that'd be a little something. Yeah, that'd be something. Yeah. You did that because Scott was spicy. yeah Scott was roasting spicy. you in the Twitch chat. <laughs> Wait, what? Scott said, "Do you think you're friends with the guy?" Wow, and then you said oh, I that. Even, no, I didn't, said, oh, oh, I didn't even see that. I didn't even know Scott was in here. I didn't he even said, see that. "Bang, good answer." <laughs> I didn't even. I didn't even see that. There you go, Scotty. Yeah. So, Scott, I know we talked about it, but if the wings slide up in the top three, why don't you? Uh, we'll uh, we'll get you back on. We'll talk a little bit about that, but uh, yep. yeah. So I'd say I'd say Ottawa picking two, Columbus a three, or Detroit picking two, Columbus a three is probably be my would be my two, my two just most fun things that i would think um so so, folks while connor is pulling up tankathon i told heather i would shout out her pink canopy she put in her backyard so okay okay. shout out heather and her smoke her weed smoking tent shout out that all right and everybody here we go on zoom and on stream see my screen yep cool all right folks so here we go without further ado the final 
tankathon hit until the uh, until the grand finale. <laughs> I just love that duck streak on Monday. I lost thirteen. And it's in green too, like it's a good thing. I know, right? <laughs> All right, we're just gonna hit it once, just to, just to preemptively see what we get. Hopefully, we can send ourselves off into Monday with some good luck, and if not, mm-hmm. hopefully that kind of exercise some bad juju, we get that out. So, Ooh, baby, for those who don't know, for those who are familiar with, obviously the Ducks have number one odds. They can pick no lower than third overall. Columbus in at two, Chicago at three, San Jose at four, Montreal at five, Arizona at six, Philadelphia at seven, Washington at eight, Detroit at nine, St. Louis at 10, um, Vancouver at 11. I don't think Vancouver can win. I think they can only draft second. I could be wrong on that, but yeah. So there's some other teams that can slide up, but probably not very likely. So palms are sweaty here without further ado i will move my mouse onto the sim lottery button if i can get a countdown from three from our good pal chris three two a one here we go sim that baby oh oh my god what the fuck is that dude we are not good at flyers first overall (laughs) chicago two anaheim three oh i don't like on what is this gross bro we are terrible with this that's kind of disgusting well i mean hey hopefully like i said my god getting all the bad juju out until until uh until Until monday Monday. but hopefully it's not that if it's that i'm not i'm not talking to anybody for a little while (laughs) well chris take us home oh you gotta make me host again oh Oh, yeah while i do that chris again (laughs) oh yeah so that'll be it man it sure was a flop, Savannah, in the chat. Sure was a flop. It's always been a flop. We've done this, like, I think three or four times, and they've all been flops. Um, But, yeah, that'll be it from us, man. No other questions. Hope everyone enjoyed it. Again, thank you for everyone joining on the, the in the Twitch chat. Um, If you don't follow us on Twitch yet, go go give us a follow. Wherever you're listening to your to your podcast, give us a, a nice rating. Um, you'll hear our wonderful outro that Jake has for us. It's it's beautiful. Listen to the man that's talking in the outro. He's a wonderful dude. Don't know the guy, but he's great. Um, but yeah, we're hoping that we have merch soon. Some more merch, I should say. Um, and yeah, we'll see you next week. I think. Uh, I think sure? we're uh, we're gonna hop on Monday night after the lottery, right? Monday night. Street. That's the plan. We'll a, right? uh, we will have a draft lottery night reaction. Reaction. It's just going to be like a Twitch yep. hangout thing, right? Well, I mean, we can we can require. I mean, it'll probably just be like a 30, 45 minute thing talking about the lottery and okay. you know, shooting the shit back and forth. But I mean, I mean, we can certainly post it as an episode, just a live, you know, mm-hmm. an episode 43 draft lottery live reaction. We can we can certainly. Okay. You know, all right. Sweet. You know, mix it up. I mean, hey, it's the off season. Mix up the structure. Yeah. A little bit, so. Yeah, Monday night. Monday and then I night. think, and then I think uh, something to look out for. If you also listen to Crash the Pond, our buddies over at Crash the Pond, sounds like we might be doing a little bit of a TTP. Little, little. I might be doing a little bit of a hybrid stream. I think that's the preemptive date. Rough date is May fifteenth. So um, yeah. I know Jake, Rudolph, and Felix over there. We're going to work out some more things, but um, you know that'd be a that'd be a fun little time if we can hopefully make that work. So um, some things to look forward to. Monday's coming up. It'll be here right away, folks. And uh, hopefully we are, uh, hopefully we're celebrating in the streets with the number one overall <laughs> pick. And if not, I mean, hey, we're still, we're still getting a fantastic player no matter what. So we can't, yes, we, yes, we can lose on Monday, but in the long mm-hmm. run, we're, uh, we're still in a great spot. So the streets will be talking and hopefully it's good things. And until then, mm-hmm. fucking see ya.
Peace. Monday night. See Promo code lap. You can follow Late Arrivals on both Twitter and Instagram at Late Arrivals Pod. If you feel so inclined, leaving a review and rating wherever you get your podcasts is a great way to show your support and is much appreciated. Take care. <laughs>